From the International Headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. Well, it's our joy to welcome you today to our broadcast and trust that we'll have a good time together. I mentioned last week on the broadcast that I was having some laryngitis and still uh, having to deal with that a little bit, so today we're going to let you hear a portion of a message I preached at the National Sword of the Lord Conference last summer in July at the Gospelite Baptist Church in Walkertown, North Carolina. And it was the opening night of the conference, and it's been my privilege now for many, many years to do that opening night session, and I trust that it'll be a help to you. The message is taken from Psalm 78, and it's built off of the verse number 19, where that uh, they came speaking really rebelliously against the Lord, and they asked the question, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? And I call the message, God did, God can, and God will. And uh, I really feel like, based on this great chapter here in Psalm 78, the question that was raised in doubt, raised really questioning God, was to say, can God do this? Well, he has done it in the past, he will do it now, and he will do it in the future. And I trust that it'll be a help and a blessing to you. So we want you to hear today part one of this message entitled, God Did, God Can, and God Will. Psalm number 78, and I begin reading with verse number two. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law and forgot his works and his wonders that he had shown them. If you drop down to verse 17. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness, and they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Yea, they spake against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? And that last verse asks a question that I want to concentrate on just a little bit tonight. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Now, in this passage that I've just read to you, it begins by saying, I'm going to tell you some dark sayings of old. And I think what it means by that is the past generation 
had received some revelation that some of the current crowd didn't have. And so it's kind of like it's in the closet somewhere. It's in the dark. They haven't been talking about it enough. And so he said, we're going to get that out in the open where you can see that because the present generation needs to benefit from the history. Uh, verse 4, he says, don't hide it from your children. I mean, we got stuff already established. We're not having to invent everything today. So he said, don't hide these dark sayings from the children. Verse 6, he says, in order that the generation to come might know them. So God had revealed things in the past. And the question is, can God? Yes, God did. Not only that, but he says, don't hide it from your children now. So can God do it now? Yes, God can do it now. And not only that, but he says, make it available to the generation that's yet to come. So will God keep doing it a decade from here, a century from now until Jesus comes? Yes, God will. The Lord's greatness was still in evidence in this passage, even though the people did wrong. Verse 12 that I did not read says, marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers. Verse 13, he divided the sea, caused them to pass through, made the waters to stand as a heap. In the daytime, he led them with a cloud, in the night with the light of fire. He claved the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as out of the great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. The Lord's greatness was not thwarted because that the people were out of fellowship with him. God was still God even when the people were walking wrong. And the Lord does not evolve from one generation to the next. Verse 5, he said, He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers, that's then and now, that they should make them known to their children. That's then and verse 6 to the generation yet to come. That's then. So the next generation needs to understand the Lord will not evolve for their convenience or for their comfort. He does not do that. The new generations, however, often copy and repeat the tragedies of the past. Children of Ephraim, they were well trained. They had been to the University of Humanism. They had been exposed to the internet and all these various things. But yet, having all of the advantage that they had, all of the prep, all of the training, all of the exposure, yet they kept not the covenant of God and they refused. They deliberately made choices to refuse to walk in his law and forgot his works and his wonders that he'd already shown them. They were not in the dark. They were not blinded. They had seen the hand of God and yet they would not go with him. And so it's not surprising that when we get down to this 19th verse, they're looking to the right, they're looking to the left. They're looking up, they're looking down. They're standing on their head till their ears are turning red. And they're saying, what are we going to do? Can God furnish a table in this wilderness where we are? They're frustrated and in doubt they're crying out. 
and almost mocking God and saying, you think God can do something about this? Do you think it's possible that in our time that God could actually put a table for us in the midst of the wilderness? Out in the wilderness where there is no garden, there are no great wheat fields, no great corn fields. It is barren, desolate. Can God do that? Well, the answer needs to be God did. And God will. God can and he will. Now, obvious their circumstances were pretty desperate. Out there in the wilderness, a place beset with snares and predators and other dangers. Just making your way through the desert on a freeway, you'll see all kinds of things that give you indication you don't want to have a breakdown until you get to some place where there's an oasis. Get to the New Testament time, many of the Christians were thrown into prison. They were whipped and other things to bring them hurt, great persecution. And here you and I live in the 21st century, and we face some pressure. We face some times when we're getting orders from headquarters somewhere, uh, the state capitol or Washington, D.C. or someplace, getting some persecution. There are people sitting all over this room. I'm not asking you to stand up and testify, but I know there are people in this room. You've been betrayed, and it's been recent times. Things have gone sour in your life. You've gotten hurt. You've had days that have been so long you thought they would never end. And you may have asked yourself, can God do anything about this? And I answer my question again. God did. God can. And God will. Now these folks, they were not behaving. So much so you get over to verse 35, 36, 37. It says, oh, they remembered that God was their rock. They, they knew who God was. They knew what he could do. They knew that the high God was their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth and lied unto him with their tongues, for their heart was not right, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. They, they knew who God was. They knew what he was about. But it's like, well, we're going to do our thing. We've got our own ideas. And we're going to do what we want to do. And so they did that. And consequently, the roof caves in and they find themselves with throwing up their hands and saying, oh, do you think really, do you think God can do anything about this? And the answer is yes, he obviously can. When others can't, God can. He can do it in your town, just like he does it in somebody else's town. In the past, God did. I believe he can today, and I believe he will tomorrow. I spent 34 years as a pastor. I've seen a lot of broken families. I've seen a lot of families in such desperate straits, they were throwing up their hands and saying, there's no use, we can't go on. And you know what I've been privileged to say over and over again? But God, what he did do, he can do. And if you let him do what he can do, he will do it. Many bitter, broken hearts. Folks that just got all kinds of things stirring down deep inside of them. What do you do about that? Well, 
Everybody thinks you need a psychiatrist or you need a psychologist. Well, you, you need to know the great physician. Because he's the one who did, he can, and he will. We have to deal with homeless people. Some of them, not only homeless, but they're pretty helpless as well. What can you do to bring them out of the abyss where they live? You can tell them there is a God in heaven who has helped folks all through the years. He will do it now. He will keep doing that. Well, dear friends, we'll interrupt the message right there. This is a message I preached at the National Sword of the Lord Conference entitled, God Did, God Can, and God Will. Now, tomorrow on the broadcast, we're planning to do part two of that message, and I hope that this will be a blessing to you while I'm recovering from this laryngitis that I've had now for several days. So do plan to be with us tomorrow for the broadcast. And do write me. I'd love to hear from you. Just write me a note. Address it to Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And we'll be right back here again tomorrow, the Lord willing, and I trust that you'll join us then. Until that time, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.